Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we have a knee-jerk reaction to the season finale of the first season of Secret Invasion. I don't know if there's going to be a second season, but Secret Invasion, <laughs> episode six, home. All that and more of that we don't have control over. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm exhausted. You seem Sorry, exhausted. I'm Jeff man. Randall. You seem extra exhausted for like you're you got you're two hours earlier than me over there. What's your problem? Well, I had to get up at five thirty this morning. Ooh, Excuse me. That'll do it. I had to get up at five thirty this morning for a six AM meeting. Um that I actually didn't need to be there for, and they forgot to let me know that I didn't oh, need to be there for that. Insult to injury. Yeah, and I was already awake and then working, and then it was a long work day. Like, I didn't finish until about 8.30 p.m. Oof. Or later. Probably later. I think it was later. Anyway, it's been a long day. It's been a really freaking long day, and I gotta get up early tomorrow to go into the office. It's just... Hmm. The hits keep sounds, coming. Yeah, dude. Sounds like a long sounds like a long one. Well, uh I'm gonna turn like, the first two minutes of this no. episode into complaining. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, man. It happens. We, well let's dive into the escapism of this show here. Uh were you able to escape? What'd you think? The finale is here. The finale is here. I like my initial thoughts are that we like this is the first time that I have felt that Marvel hasn't stuck a landing. Mm-hmm. I feel like the rug kind of got pulled out from under me on some of it. Mm. I, I'm interested to hear what exactly because I feel similarly, and <laughs> I well, feel like, like this. I feel like I had much greater expectations for this show than this show had for itself, and. It feels sad because I think like this show had so much going for it. Yep. And we just kept kind of pushing it off. Like, okay, okay, we didn't get that much character development in this episode, but next episode, they're setting it up. They're setting it up. They're doing It'll the thing. It'll happen. And they're then setting it up. they did the thing where they had Fury and Gravik finally meet the entire show. This has been this show has been about a relationship between these two people. I mean, clearly it wasn't. Uh, but like the villain has this close tie to Fury, has been raised mm-hmm. as a child soldier in Fury's army, and I needed that like face to face, you know, realization from Fury, and we got it, and it was Gaia, 
And like, I knew it was Gaia too. Like the whole time I was like, well, yeah, whoever this person is, is not Fury. Fury is not going to die of radiation poisoning. And yeah. Fury is like going to stand in the middle of this, you know, radi- reactor thing. I was like, that's just, that's, that's Gaia. That's clearly Gaia. <laughs> well, see, I was thinking that we were going to get some big reveal that it was Sonya. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it was, you know, Sonya, Sonya is Soren or something like that. Right, yeah. Would have been great. Would have been a great or just, reveal. Or just, it was Soren, and there's been two Furies or whatever, like, this whole time, and Soren's been running, like, a second Fury around the world. Shadow Fury. Um, yeah, like, the, the, there's all kinds of theories out there, and I feel like all of them... I feel like... And, and this is a danger when you when you do these shows <laughs> and you theorize. Sometimes you come up with stuff that you like better than the show's doing. And, like... <laughs> Well, my show would have been better than this. We're the armchair experts. Yeah, exactly. And and so I, I can't fault the show too hard for not just being the show I wanted. So, but like with what we had, though, I, I'm I'm getting more mad the more I think about it. It's starting to wake me yeah. up <laughs> because like with that interaction that we thought or that they tried to make us think that we were getting. Uh, that got ripped away from us. Like mm-hmm. Gravik and Fury having a conversation and like finally letting Gravik unload all of those feelings onto Fury to say, like, this is the first person you ever had me kill. This is the first human you had me kill. This guy had a wife and a family. Yeah. He had like he had all kinds of there was so much emotional talk about weight how to he, that. Talk about how he loses a piece of his soul every time he kills for Fury and all this stuff. That is stuff that Fury should have had to face. Yes, that is absolutely something that Fury should have had to face, not fake Fury Gaia. One thing I do like about that line, now that I think about it, is Gaia says, you're not the only one, which sounded like a... Uh, brash thing for Fury to say, like, you're one of many soldiers, but Gaia is actually saying, you're not the only one, like I did too. Yeah, which is I was raised cool. that way too. That is kind of a cool, like, uh, recontextualization of their conversation. But this is the thing, it's like... But then they didn't <sighs> give us that. Yeah. They didn't give us the, the Gaia, you know, turning into herself from Fury and saying, you lost yourself during all of this. Like Mm -hmm. I went through the same shit that you did and I never lost faith or I didn't go down as dark a path as you, you went too far. Like, yeah, something like that. Well, and he clearly, he killed uh, apparently a bunch of scrolls. uh, He said they were all locked away, but like, yeah, no, no, it looked like a battlefield. Yeah, and it looked like he just massacred massacred a bunch of scrolls. It looks like he's just completely broken, which is sad, and it's a real bummer. But it should have been something that Fury had to face. Um, and I feel like they did this last episode in lieu of giving us like really cool character development. They gave <laughs> us um really cool fight sequence which like is never what i want like <laughs> I, I like i want a really cool fight sequence but i want it to like be the characters that should be fighting what you you weren't a fan of drax arm out of nowhere <laughs> like it really did because just feel like, drax's look, power is scarification and not yeah, like super strength 
Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, man. Like the fact that they become all the people as they're shifting. I, I mean, it's fun. Like that is a fun scene, but it would have been a lot more fun if I wasn't annoyed at how like weird the context was and how like little actual fury we got in this episode and like how little fury changed for the entire show and yeah. how it basically the show basically made me like fury less the whole time. Like, I just don't know, man. Uh, it's, fr- it's so frustrating because the show is so act acted so incredibly well. Yep. And like it oh, had man. everything going for it and it just came off terrible in my opinion at the end. That that speech that Gravit gave is probably one of the best villain monologues, or the mm-hmm. best. I, I'm not even going to call him villain at this point. Like he's that was one of the best antagonist monologues I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's really it, really good. It was entirely baseless and had like every leg ripped out from under it because it wasn't delivered to the right person. And they tried to convince us that it was being delivered to the right person. And then, oh, old switcheroo. But, Mm -hmm. like, it was so frustrating. I I hope on rewatch I'll feel better about it. Because I I do think this show had a lot of cool things in it. Um, But it just kind of feels like they just kept pushing the character development off. And it just never happened for a lot of these. And, like... I know it's the whole thing about the MCU. It's one of the biggest complaints about the MCU that people have is how you don't get a show. The show itself doesn't have an arc or like the movie itself doesn't have an arc and it's only serving the greater narrative of the MCU. Like that's one of the biggest like complaints that people have is like, ah, well that's not even a movie. It's just a chapter in a big old thing that like, so you never really get a full meal kind of thing. And like, I don't normally feel that way. I normally feel like they do a really good job of balancing, like just sprinkle in a little bit of like what's coming in the future. But really this feels like, I don't know what happened that I should care about. And like, they just wanted to create a cool character in Gaia that can do cool superpowers. Like that's literally every superpower. And like, we already talked about how that doesn't make sense. And how like that one little vial at the end of the last episode Mm -hmm. was like, clearly that's a fake because that's not how it works. Like that's not how DNA works. But then Mm -hmm. Then they were just like, no, nah, th- it checks out. I put it in my microwave and it looks it looks right. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, it's so frustrating. How are you cross-checking all these DNAs if you, like, don't have them? Or, like, whatever. Yeah, like, like he, how, what are you scanning against to make sure that they're right? Like, you have yeah. no... You have no basis for comparison. If you did, you would already have those powers. Right. Well, and, and I guess I guess uh, Devil's Advocate here, he is the person who collected the samples. So maybe he has like readings from the original samples before he turned them over. And he's just testing to see if this is the real one. But yeah. He talked about it like it was a cocaine shipment. He was like, it's pure. Yeah, that's silly. <laughs> I hate coming in on one of these reaction casts and not being excited, especially being this down on one. And like, this is one of the most down I've been. And it's because my expectations were so much higher Yeah, and it started so strong and the acting was so good. I just felt like they knew what they were doing and they were giving us a show 
it's like about these, you know, middle-aged spies and the, you know, sins of the father and all this cool stuff, these cool themes that they could have really driven home in the end. And it just feels like they didn't drive any of that home. They, they were just kind of swinging wildly. Like they set the nails and then they went to do something else. Yeah. <sighs> really, really, really a bummer. Really a bummer of a last episode. I And, you know, if you're out there and you liked it, please write in. Tell me what you liked, because I love hearing people recontextualize the thing. The one, some of the movies that I don't like or the shows that I don't like from the MCU as much. And uh, sometimes I'm won over by other people's opinions that, like, yeah. tell me why they like it. Please convince me to like it. Yeah, because I want to. <laughs> I really I do. Mean, there was, like, the implications for later are are big and important in that right. Ritson was like, I'm declaring war on literally every alien species. Like, every mm-hmm. non-Earth-born person, I am, like, we're coming to kill you. Yeah. And... And he kind of made that into, like, you know, there's all the vigilantes that are, like, killing random innocent people now. Or mm-hmm. even killing the scrolls that are not bad. It's and, that, like, stochastic terrorism thing where yeah. you have, like, yeah, he, he's in convincing the unhinged people in his uh, base to, like, go out and do the dirty work for him, which is terrifying. And... I mean, this really does like set up the world as this, this, this as a much darker and scarier place for scrolls. Really, for any superpowered person. Yeah. Because yeah, if yeah. if at any point somebody's like, "Oh, you have powers. Clearly, you're an alien. I'm mm-hmm. going to do something to to uh, fight against you or whatever." And like, yeah, that kind of easily sets up the mutants and the the mutant hate. Right. Absolutely. Um. But like, where? Why? Where, what about this show, though? <laughs> like, you have, yeah. we have all this great setup for uh, a dark reign, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, for sure. And this thing, like, so much of this show is setting up stuff, and that's that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about with this whole like balance of what's in the show versus what's they're trying to set up in the future. And I feel like Marvel normally does a really good job of balancing that. And I do not feel like they did that today. No. Um, I feel like this is everything that was done was done with like the future in mind. Um, yeah. I, and, and like, honestly, I haven't, I think this show really lost something when it lost Talos. Um, Talos was a really important part of the show and his relationship with Fury. And he just, you know, he died two episodes ago and there's been, you know, I think these last, I I said, I thought the last episode was kind of filler and like putting pieces in place for what I was hoping would be this killer last episode. And this last episode was just, I like, it was fine. I, I like enjoyed the, um, I enjoyed the super fight. It was cool to see all the different powers and the fact that you can have that in this universe and the crossover nature, but like, it just feels like it did not give me the meal I wanted for like Fury's character, you know, yeah. the, the the changes that he's gone through and like the whole thing where he's like, I'm putting on the eye patch, I'm going to war, you know, and what did he do in this episode? We saw him for like the last two minutes, you know, we saw him like off screen shooting people. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, and not even like killing anybody, just like mm-hmm. darts, like the, the sleep darts or yeah. whatever. Yeah, Yeah. And like, that would have been really cool if, like, oh, Matt, 
damn it, now I'm talking myself into, like, <laughs> this is like a, a the armchair experts, uh, this is Monday morning Marvel medics at this point. Mm. Um, or mm. Wednesday morning Marvel medics. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. like, it would have been so much cooler if if that sequence in the hospital had been, like, a horror movie, almost. And, you know, everything is really scary for for Rhodes and Ritson because Fury is the bit is like the the mm-hmm. big bad or whatever creeping around sneaking around. Yeah. Um, it would have been cool if we'd n- not known that he was a scroll or something that could have worked like really well. But like we all knew he was a scroll so we knew this was either uh you know Sonya's people or Fury's people or Fury himself. Like we already kind of knew what was going on. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Very, very frustrating. Very frustrating, very disappointed. Um, it just makes Gravik, like, what a cool character they built and, like, really great motivation. And it makes him out to just be this guy that Fury never even, like, gave the time of day. He says he, well, I almost said he said, he didn't. He, like, Gaia says, I can't, you know why I came back to Earth? I came back f- because of you, you know? Yeah, like I felt, I felt responsible. Because you were the youngest on my squad. Yeah. It's like, all that was meaningful, except it wasn't at all. Because except it wasn't, it wasn't at all. <laughs> oh, it's just so frustrating. This is like, this is my least favorite, maybe my least favorite episode of a Marvel thing. I really am I'm, I'm bummed out by that misdirect. That that they also telegraphed, so it didn't even feel like the whole time. It wasn't even like a good misdirect. Yeah, Yeah. this is the lie to me that we hate. Yeah, this is not good. This is these are not good lies. Yeah, Matt Matt has been crying for or not crying. Matt has been calling out for, asking for, demanding lie to me, Mm -hmm. Marvel. And now I'm like, why did you lie to me? And and Matt's like, you can't lie to me like this. This is not (laughs) how I wanted you to lie to me. Lie to me much better. Like, fool yeah. me. You know, fool me, fool me. Don't, don't oh, just like, that's what you me. meant. Yeah. Not All just right. well, bald faced lie. I don't have much else to say today. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll yeah. have other people chiming in tomorrow in the chat. And maybe we'll have some uh, differing opinions. Um, so, well, please, please come hang out. Stranded Panda. Uh, Stranded Panda TV on Twitch. So twitch.tv slash Stranded Panda TV. And uh, we'll be there yeah. uh, talking about this at 7.30 Central Time. Um, so come to the live and let us know what you think. Please convince um, us to like it. <laughs> yeah, tell us what we missed because maybe we missed some cool stuff. But I, maybe as of I'm now, just I'm just sleepy. very annoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both. It's late. It's late. But I normally can still get on board even if I'm sleepy but this this one i just very annoyed by (laughs) and like the ending i don't even know like as much as i really care for scylla vara vara now she's been vara the whole time yeah i know (laughs) but as much as i care about her character the i didn't feel like the change was earned you know what i mean it almost feels like she, not, what's the term that I'm looking for? It's like she, she undercut her own strength by, like, caving and going with him. Mm. Like, instead of, of owning the fact that, no, I was, 
I was I lied to you. I did bad things. You know, I I was a scroll, you know, hiding in in this form and have been in contact with Gravik, like trying to be better for my people. Like tell Fury like we can be friends, like we're we can be allies, but like if you're go- if if this ends like this, then we are no longer married and like commit to it. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I would have liked, you know, if Fury had really been, like, seemed contrite or something. Like, because her and Fury both did really bad things to each other. Yeah. And, like, they just both needed to really come to terms with those things. And I, and it just, yeah, yeah, it just felt like they wanted to put a happy button on the end or something. If Fury had been present for Gravik going off about how, you know, how awful his treatment was and, like, how Fury lied and, you know, and, 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 and. If basically Fury had been present for yeah. that monologue. Yes. Then maybe him turning to Tavara and saying, I'm an asshole. Like, maybe that would have made sense. Like, it would have felt earned. That would have made this whole thing work if he, like, learned a lesson from his fight with Gravik that he needed to, you know, like, I don't know, man. Even if he'd had, like, a video that Gaia took for him and, like, he could have, like, watched it, like, oh, yeah, that's an interesting point there, Gravik. I don't know. Like, that's stupid. But, like, <laughs> Just, like, watching it after the fact, like, oh, yeah, he had some good points. And yeah. You, you I'm, killed I'm him? You, yeah. You blasted a hole in his chest, so I can't, like, <laughs> I can't rebut at all? I'm surprised uh, there's no, uh, I guess the extremist doesn't fix that. I, you, you notice the extremist came out at that one point where uh, she had blasted him really good and had, had uh, made him go to sleep. I love the, I actually really like the Mantis moment because he's using like the most big and biggest and powerful powers and she's and she's like, being smart about it. I got this Mantis power that I'm going to put you to sleep. I'm annoyed though. Like, <sighs> she was able to maintain her Emilia Clark form and just mm-hmm. change her limbs. But Gravik being the bad guy that he was had to go back into like full on makeup of scroll and be like super buffed and, you know, uh, looking like a monster basically. Like, why couldn't we stick with, I, I thought the same thing when, when he, you know, like, why aren't we getting that more of that actor? Like the yeah. actor's really great. Why aren't we getting more of him in this moment? And it's just like, Nope, we need the big monster version because it's the last fight. Yeah, and, and, and that monster version kind of had bad CGI here and there. It would have been like more effective, I think, if it was like graphic. If it, yeah, um, if it had been his face, and mm-hmm. and that actor, Kingston Benadir, actually emoting that scene without all of the crap, like it would have been, it would have been so much better. But I mean, we can sit here all night and talk about how you know this could be made better. And we keep asking people to like come convince us otherwise, mm-hmm. convince us that it's good. Um, I think we should just we should just leave it at that was a really great monologue, and mm-hmm. uh, you know there were good bones, there were good ideas. They just failed on the execution. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Well, it does leave the universe in an interesting place going forward. Yeah. The the sort of fear of aliens that the president's causing, this sort of panic, um, that that leaves everything in a really highly tense place, you know? 
these aliens are refugees, right? Mm-hmm. So the U.S. president is making people afraid of foreign refugees. Oh, yeah. This is definitely like an allegory for all kinds of uh, othering <laughs> of people. And I don't think it's just that. It's it's all kinds of othering yeah. that's happening in this world. It's um, not just Trump. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely supposed to be an allegory for that. Um, and, and, and I'm, and I'm, it could be interesting. I don't know where that picks up though. Like you said, I don't know if there's going to be a season two and I don't know if this is going to like carry over to the Marvels or armor wars or like, and I, the other thing is like, we're setting up a lot of these types of things where like the flag smashers had this whole point about how like all these literal, like the human refugees are running around because they don't have homes. Right. Yep. And that's like, that's a problem. And now we have the scrolls and they're being attacked and that's a problem. And it's like all these threads are happening out in the world of uh, this, this version of the universe. And it's like, where, where, where are they gonna? Where are we gonna see these threads picked up? And I don't think it's very clear right now. Yeah, I mean, with all of these, uh, these like these people are being attacked or these people are being oppressed, and that's a problem. I'm like, I'm looking for the heroes. Like, where where are the heroes? Where's yeah? Where is there a good well, thing happening in the I Marvel verse? I think that's the thing is that then the this universe turns to whoever will be their heroes, which ends up being you know the thunderbolts and dark rain and all that good stuff. So hell yeah, I'm I'm in I'm into that. I'm excited about that, but like very disappointed that they didn't <laughs> give this show the love that it needed, like the yep. the resolution it needed. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back soon with more. Uh, talk about this episode i'm sure it sounds very exciting to hear from us more about this episode um <laughs> i don't know maybe ashley have a very different take tomorrow yeah ashley's and, gonna uh, come in and be like it's amazing and be like, oh please tell me please tell we me why talk. ashley was really excited uh for a good like full-on super duper scroll battle and yeah. uh we talked about this being one of the possible things that would happen. Is she that, was al- she's also going to be upset if uh, Rhodey had been uh, right replaced for a long ass time. Yeah, they said a long time, and it seemed that he could barely walk when they pulled him out of the thing, which I'm thinking means it was shortly after Civil War or in that time period. It looked like he was still in his hospital gown. Mm, it did look like he was still in a hospital gown. So maybe they swapped him like right after Civil War. Whew. Yeah, that's rough. She's not going to like that. <laughs> All right, but that's the conversation for tomorrow. <laughs> and we'll be back soon, guys. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And a special thanks to all of our subscribers at patreon.com slash mcucast. You make this show possible. And a huge shout out to both. That's right, there's two of them now. Illuminati tier patrons, Walter Kreisky III and Lieutenant Bongo. Thank you, guys. If you want to find all of our fine Stranded Panda podcasts, go to strandedpanda.com. And for a video version, check out youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you want to take part in our live streams, go to twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.